This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Vacation experts at Travel and Leisure Magazine agree. Lexington, Kentucky is one of the 50 best places to travel in 2021. Why? Lexington is exciting. It's safe. A rare combination of scenic beauty and cultural sophistication. The beach is overrated. Escape to the authentic experiences awaiting you in the land of fine bourbon, fast horses, and more. Emphasis on the more. Travel and Leisure says we're pilgrimage worthy. Well, saddle up, pilgrim. Plan your trip today at visitlex.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. Let me just tell you, this is not your grandma's CBD. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, Strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and, get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. So, uh, I, I saw this, uh, this photo of, uh, Ijax on the top rope at, oh. at the Performance Center. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of scary, man. I, I really hope there was nobody down there. Not, not saying, you know, uh, she doesn't know what she's doing. I'm not saying she doesn't, she doesn't know what she's doing. Uh, no, you don't think so? You think she the, does? The, the, the glare that I just received from Steve in here. You think Nia Jax knows what she's doing? I mean, look, I've never seen her on the top rope. I don't know. I mean, I just, look, she's got the track record where she hurts people. And I just, you know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to. Maybe it was just like a photo shoot thing, you know, like where she's like, I'm on the top rope. What? Uh, it's, you know, I'm just saying it's possible. I mean, it's possible, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't understand Anyways, well, we're, we're about to make the impossible possible here, guys. We are back <laughs> with another episode of Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! I'm, of course, Tanner. To my left, the one and only, Stephen. Oh, hello. Hi, Stephen. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Taking, a, taking something from J-Raw's book. I just got off work. Yeah? I did. Nice. Yeah. How was work? <sighs> it was okay. It was okay? It was okay. Okay. Yeah. Well... If you want to talk about it later, we we can talk about it. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. To my right here, the man of the hour, the man with the power, our friend Chase. Hey, what's up? What's going on, what's man? What's going on, oh, Chase? Not much. Just yeah? like Steven, I just came off work. Cool. Oh, cool. Cool. Nice. How was work for you? Yeah, it was all right. Sweet. Sweet. Well, Chase, tell us a little bit about yourself, because we've talked about you quite a bit on the podcast, 
uh, and uh, you've been watching uh, a little bit of wrestling with us. Is this like your first time watching wrestling? Like, is that, or have you? Did you watch it when you were younger? What, what's, uh, what's yeah? I I actually watched it when I was younger. Well, not like actively watched it. It's just I had a couple friends yeah that mm. watched it, so I just kind of jumped on their bandwagon, just like what I'm doing right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Um, right, right on. But uh, I played a lot of the games when I was younger, so like that oh. was more influential than the actual viewing of the show. Right on. Cool, man. You well, ever played SmackDown vs. Raw? Yeah. Oh, that's a good Those game. So good. Those man, so I, had a, I had a character that was like really tall and skinny, uh-huh. and yeah. he had like a, a giant yellow afro, and nice. I called him Afro Thunder. Nice. Oh, nice. what was his yeah. finisher? Oh, dude, I couldn't tell you. No? <laughs> I can't remember. It's a pretty good name, though. Afro oh, yeah. Thunder. Loved it. Uh, the last time I was playing wrestling, I made a... a uh, like a super intimidating Slenderman, a Slender like Slenderman, with, yeah, with the tentacles. Uh, no, they wouldn't let me do the tentacles. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, but he was he was like seven four and, and like <laughs> like four hundred something pounds. Jeez, and, oh my uh, god, yeah, he was nuts. Yeah, called him Buffer Man. Two right. K, if you're listening, you need to add a tentacle enhancement to your creative character. Mode. Absolutely, uh, you know that would that'd be, be great. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Imagine what an F five would look like if you know, with, yeah, with tentacles. With tentacles, a yeah. million times better. <laughs> that would be, be pretty great. It would be awesome. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a headlock talk if we didn't have something to talk about, and we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, particularly the fast lane show that was this past Sunday. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, gentlemen, uh, y'all are over at my place. What did y'all think of the show overall? Well, um, hmm. It's a good way to start. <laughs> um, so I know we talked about this on the last episode, how uh, Fastlane seemed to have, uh, you know, e- even though the storylines didn't really make that much sense, the, the matches themselves looked to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that they weren't. <clears throat> However, I will say Fastlane was not as good as I thought it would be. Um, there were just some strange, just some strange tomfoolery going on in some matches. I agree. I feel like the match layout, like like actually how you build the card, like was a little bit confusing. Yeah. I personally would have done a little bit different, but of course, I'm playing armchair quarterback here with, right. with saying that. So right. I mean, I'll I'll get into it a little bit uh, as we go along here. Uh, uh, Chase, what what thoughts did you have on the show? So I know you felt really awful about co- what happened to Kofi Kingston. Oh yeah, that was messed up, man. Like <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, that, I, I feel for Kofi. Oh yeah, that that yeah. was horrible because he was th- he went into that match thinking that he was gonna fight. Yep, for the title, you know. Yeah, and then and then the bar comes out. Yeah, and that's just that's just a cheap move. It yeah. was, it yeah. was. Uh, Mr. McMahon's at it's, it again. Unfortunately, it's got Vince written all over it. Unfortunately, <sighs> yeah. And now there's this whole this whole thing with the, the gauntlet match. Yep. We'll get into it, but we're gonna man. we're definitely gonna get into it. Uh, the The pre show um, uh, kicked off with uh, the New Day members Big E and Xavier Woods uh, defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and, and Rusev in, in a pretty decent enough match. It ran about thirteen minutes. Um, this match was boring. Yeah, this I mean, match was real boring, I, and, and which that's strange when you look at the guys that are in the ring. There was no reason for this match to be boring. Yeah, but for me, it was. There, there wasn't very many big spots. Um, I don't know. It, it was just strange to me. It was I mean, really passive. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a good word for it, for sure. I would I would agree with you on that, Chase. Yeah, I mean, it's I felt as though it was decent enough for the work that was put into it, but uh, I mean, when you think about it, what was originally scheduled as um, the pre-show match, I think of the time that we recorded, I think it was like literally the day of us recording it, uh, or maybe the day after they announced that they were going to do a um, uh, this match here, the mm-hmm. new day. Um, uh, and uh, against Nakamura and Rusev, but they had already advertised Rey Mysterio versus Andrade, right? And then they scrapped that plan during the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, so we got this match. It, it, I mean, it filled the time that it was supposed to, I guess. Um, but uh, like I said, er, during the pre-show, they did a uh, segment where Samoa Joe uh, interrupts uh, Carmella and mm-hmm. Lana backstage, and Carmella and Lana were arguing about who deserves the next shot. And uh, Samoa Joe says, "Hey, well, let's give let's give all you know, let's give all of everybody a shot here, yeah. including Rey Mysterio." So uh, they proposed that a fatal four way match uh, for the main card instead. Um, of course, after the New Day wins, they won with the Midnight Hour on. Uh, I don't remember who they pinned. I think it was. I think it may have been uh, Nakamura. I can't remember exactly. I'm actually, not sure. But uh, I mean, that's how. That's how memorable the match was, to be honest. Right. No, 100%. Uh, but but after they went backstage, uh, there was a segment where uh, it was the New Day and Kofi. And uh, one of the one of the backstage hands said, hey, Kofi, you need to go see Mr. McMahon. Mm-hmm. There's plans for the title match tonight. Right, right. And so the crowd got hyped for that. Oh, yeah. Very, very much so. Um, so uh, that bled into the main Part of the show here where we have first match of the night the Usos versus the Miz and Shane with Mr. Miz at ringside he, he bought his ticket apparently uh, you know he didn't buy that ticket I, I mean I'm I'm only assuming Stephen only assuming that he was a paying customer there nah he didn't he didn't pay for no anything. okay no, there's no way well anyway Mr. You, you, you think he's gonna pay for a ticket knowing that his son is gonna get beat up Hey, by a friend, pretty badly. I mean, <laughs> look, I don't think he knew. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just salty over the ending hey. of this match. What was What was cool though? I mean, you had Mr. Miz at ringside with a with a um, Mizo Mac or yeah. Shane Mac jersey, yeah. and Shane and Miz come out with their jerseys on, and underneath Miz's jersey, he has a he has a, a Cleveland shirt. Yeah, like it was like Cleveland a, is awesome. Cleveland is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he was repping the hometown of Cleveland, uh, while there. Um, I think this was a decent enough match. Again, mm-hmm. it ran about 14 minutes, so about what they ran last time around. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I personally really liked the, the match itself. Yeah. Uh, the, there were some really nice spots like that, that, uh, mid-air collision yeah. between, uh, uh, I think it was Jimmy Uso yeah. and uh, and Shane McMahon. That was really cool. It, it, it was it was a it was the best game of chicken that I've ever seen. Yeah. because Shane gets <laughs> and up. they both lost. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shane gets up to do the coast to coast uh-huh. and then is intercepted. I think like you said by Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's getting up on the other side, uh, the other side of the turnbuckle, and Jimmy's going to go for a splash, and then Shane's like, no, 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 and he somehow Shane's balancing on the top rope while waving his arms around, mm-hmm. and uh, so Jimmy goes to jump. And then Shane also so goes. To, Shane. <laughs> Shane goes to jump, and he intercepts him, kicking him right in the crotch. Yeah, 
square in the testicles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there were some people who were like, he hit him in the knee. I was like, no, dude, <laughs> go back and watch the replay. You're not watching the same match yeah, I'm G- watching. Jimmy is clearly grabbing at himself oh, yeah. in pain. 100%. Yeah, it was. I would have hate to have been on the receiving end of that. Yeah. So, great spot. Great spots yeah, in the match. Decent. Um, unfortunately, your prediction came true. Yeah. And mine did not. Uh, unfortunately... Shane McMahon did end up turning on the Miz yeah. at the end of the match in a in a pretty big way. Yeah, uh, he, he, you know, went after him, walked up the ramp, came back, yeah. went after him again, beat him uh, up directly in front of his father. Directly in front of his father, he, about five feet away. Sh- Shane put on literally the and worst. Then, oh, I'm sorry, Chase. And then attacked his father. And then he attacked yeah. his father. Yeah, yeah. He he got in uh, he got in Mr. Miz's face and grabbed his face and shook him. Yeah. really bad. Yeah. And, um, he. Uh, Shane applied probably the worst triangle hold in Brazilian jiu-jitsu history to the Miz. Um, it, uh, Miz did his absolute best to sell that thing, yeah, but yeah. Uh, that was just... Him actually applying it was actually hard to watch. Like, yeah. It, was, it wasn't good. <laughs> no, no, it, was it wasn't. I, honestly, I was, too, I was too in the moment to really realize any you of that. You were in shock. I was in shock, yeah. man. I was super... I was super sad. You know, I realize now why they aren't selling the Mizomac jerseys. It wasn't. Because they were only together for a few months. Wasn't going to last long. Not even long. a few months. Like, a couple months? Yeah. I mean, enough for them to become tag champs. Yeah. yeah. Co-besties, man. Co-besties. Or ex, ex-co-besties. Ex, ex-besties. Oh, man. I'm so sad. I'm es- really, really sad. Asbestos. Ex-besties. Okay. 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 Well, Go back to the drawing board on that one. All right. I'll, I'll keep trying. <laughs> um... See, here's the deal, man. I, uh, the first half of this show was so hard to watch. I feel like it was it was a death's crawl almost. Um, so I feel as though maybe they're like, "Hey, let's get all the stuff, at, like all the not so great stuff, out of the way first, mm-hmm. and then try and build it towards the bigger stuff." Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's still just sprinklings of stuff all around this show. Yeah. Um, much <laughs> much in the case of this next match, Oscar. Uh, Oscar was victorious against Mandy Rose. Um, awfully forgettable, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, it, it's it would almost have been better if they just didn't do this match and uh, and just let it go on. Man, I mean, I didn't gain anything from this match. You know, yeah. I Oscar went out, looked good. Yeah. Mandy Rose looked good. You know, they're 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 both very talented, but there there weren't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have any any emotional backing to this match. You know, I didn't care about it. And with that combined with the complete lack of big spots or anything like that just led to a very unmemorable match that, that honestly I think would have been better to just not have yeah. and continue on with the card. I mean, the build to this was very much... does uh, Is Mandy Rose a viable contender against Asuka? Because she had gotten a, a pinfall victory on SmackDown over Oscar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that was just not the case here. I mean, the match didn't last longer than seven minutes, mm-hmm. and Oscar. I felt Oscar was in complete control the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I felt I felt that there was no chance that there was going to be a surprise title win here, and and nor should there have been. Um, no. There was a little bit of a tease of uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville breaking up because I think. Mandy Deville felt like, or Mandy Deville, Mandy Rose felt like Sonya Deville, uh, maybe had cost her the match. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I feel like there's probably a breakup, you know, uh, going on there, probably in the near future. Yeah. You know, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean... Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. The, Great. <laughs> e- even the, the the possible outcomes and possible routes that they could take after this match is just like... It has smack... Cool? Do, do I need that? It has know? Smackdown written all over it. It does. Yeah. I it mean, does. I just... Look, please don't put that on WrestleMania. I just... It's not going to be oh, worth God, me no. watching that. Oh, God. Don't put that on WrestleMania. No. Please, no. No. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not of that no. one, for sure. No. So, before we get to the next match, uh, uh, we're, we see Kofi Kingston backstage mm. outside of Vince McMahon's dressing room. Yep. Right? And uh, Kofi's standing out there, and then the New Day come up to him, and he's like, hey, you know, what are you doing outside here, Kofi? And he's like, well, I'm waiting for Vince. You know, uh, he's, I, I've been waiting out here for about an hour. And then I think it was Big E who was like, "Let's just go inside. Let's just go go on in and see what see what he's doing." And so they open up his door, the door, and, and Vince is just sitting there on the couch. And he goes, "I've been waiting for you for about an hour." You know, no. uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, that's great comedy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so super funny. <laughs> so they give Vince kind of an ultimatum. They're like, "Hey, you know, Kofi's been here for eleven years." He deserves a shot. Mm-hmm. What's the deal here? And Vince is hemming and hawing, and he goes, "You know what? You're right. You know, uh, we're we're gonna make the match a triple threat tonight." And uh, New Day is celebrating, and uh, Vince goes, uh, "Well, get ready, pal. Your, your your match is next." So there's very, I mean, to us as the initial viewing, it's like, okay, well, there's there's Kofi. He's gonna go out and have that match. He's doing something. Yeah, we're yep. gonna have the WWE title match next. Wow. Yeah. Didn't say it would be that, though. He no. did not say. Yep. Yeah, Chase, he just said, your match is next. Chase yeah. is 100% right here. Mm-hmm. He didn't specify that it was going to be the main event. Yep. No. That was going to be the three. Yep. He did not specify at all what the three-way was going to be. Uh-uh. Um, so, Kofi comes out. He's hyped. The crowd is hyped. Oh, yeah. They are totally into Kofi mania. And... Uh, the ring announcer is going off, and he's like, this is the match for the WWE Championship. And then somebody from ringside comes up and, and talks into the ring yeah. announcer's ear. The ring announcer rephrases and says, this match is actually a handicap match, and Kofi is out there just looking bummed as all hell. Yeah. Uh, and the bar comes out. And even even the crowd's like, what? What is What? And you know? we are then subjected to the longest five minutes that I have felt in a long, long time. It was yeah. cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. It was bad, you know. Uh, the bar beat up on Kofi. Uh, the New Day tried to make the save, um, even though they were banned from ringside. The New Day tried to come out and make the save, and then of course Rusev and Nakamura come out uh, you know, from their pre-show beating mm. and uh, uh, basically cut off uh, the other New Day members. So um, Kofi did not have a good night here tonight. Um, he he got beat on really bad and. Um, from what we're being told now on this week's edition of SmackDown, uh, they made the case again to Vince, uh, you know, about how Kofi's been doing this for 11 years. He's earned his place. He's yeah. earned his title shot. And uh, Vince, you know, Vince agrees uh, begrudgingly. And he announces a match for next week's SmackDown, which is going to be Kofi in a gauntlet match against Randy Orton. 
Samoa Joe, both members of the bar, and then Eric Rowan, uh, the the big redwood. So Stephen's shaking his head. What, what's going on, Stephen? It's it's just so dumb. Like, yeah. people want Kofi. Yeah. Like, I don't what know. what's so bad about giving people Kofi? What's what's so wrong with that? Nothing, in my opinion. I don't know why they're going so hard on Kofi. I mean, the reason, the, the only reason that I can see that they're going so hard on Kofi is so that the payoff at WrestleMania is so big, and, and that it is, you know, the the huge moment that that everyone's looking for. But well, that's exactly the question I want to pose to you both, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean. Isn't that what this is? Isn't that, you know, isn't this journey for Kofi part of what gets you there to WrestleMania and to, to be hyped about his match, potential match with Daniel Bryan, is seeing him go through all five of those guys to earn his shot? I mean, but it seems it seems artificially inflated by, by Vince trying to just put this whole, like, uh, David versus Goliath thing together in a month. Yeah, it's too and, much and at, it, at, in too little time. Yeah. So, but he, and I'm not trying to defend Vince no, in any for sure. way. Though, I will say this. You're seeing basically a reflection of Becky Lynch, what's going on with her to get to her match at WrestleMania with Kofi Kingston. And they, it's exactly the same thing. They put all these barriers in front of Becky Lynch to try and get her to, to her match in the triple threat, get back into the match with her and Ronda and Charlotte. And they're doing the same exact thing with Kofi in trying to run up to get to his match with Daniel Bryan. They did the same exact thing at WrestleMania, leading, leading to WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan because he had to beat Triple H in the first match at WrestleMania 30 in order to get his title shot at the end of WrestleMania 30 against yeah. Randy Orton and Batista. Yeah. And it was this whole me against the system kind of thing. Yeah. And that's and and, and they only know of that one way to play a babyface character like Kofi who's undergoing this huge, you know, mania with fans right now. Uh, and Becky Lynch. Uh, so I mean it's just I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But with, I wouldn't consider the the Becky Lynch situation and the Kofi Kingston situation to be equal, specifically because with the Becky Lynch situation, there's more angles to it than just oh let's let's put Becky through all these trials and, and tribulations and, and all this stuff. There's more angles. There's Ronda to and Ronda's feelings towards Becky and things like that. With Kofi's situation, it's literally just Vince being like. I'm going to make it impossible for you to get to WrestleMania. Yeah. And, I mean, that's exactly my argument. But in professional wrestling, obviously, there there's the, you know, suspension of disbelief and everything like of that. Of course. Kofi Kingston cannot win that match. If you're, if you're looking at it from a realistic standpoint. Okay. How about this? I'll, Go ahead. I'll help make the journey a little bit easier for you. Okay. So one of the guys in there is going to be uh, Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. AJ Styles on SmackDown already made it very clear that he wants Orton at WrestleMania. Right. So that's going to be a great match in and of itself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be very excited about that. So I could easily see AJ Styles getting involved and then maybe helping Kofi a little bit there. Okay? Look, so, so there's, so there's yeah. already a guy who, who's already got an X on him, Randy Orton. Okay? Then you have Samoa Joe, 
who just got pinned clean by Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. So they're probably, I don't know this to be true, but I would imagine that Rey Mysterio is in that hunt for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I could see Rey Mysterio also getting involved. I can see the New Day forging a lot of alliances on SmackDown to try and get Kofi in. Yeah. Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles would be the two marquee ones right there. Okay. Now, you've got the bar. The New Day can handle the bar if they're if they're out there, right? Uh, that'll be easy peasy. And then you've got Eric Rowan. And I think Kofi Kingston can undoubtedly handle oh, yeah. Eric Rowan on his own. <laughs> yeah. You know. But I get what you're saying. And there's definitely some similarities to the situations. Yeah. But I just think the angle that they're going at with Kofi doesn't come off how they want it to. Mm. You know, with, with Becky, everyone has this like crazy like fever over Becky and and no one can get over Becky. And so the angle that they're that they're doing with the whole Becky against the system, you know, overcoming her, you know, overcoming or whatever, yeah. that's coming off how it's supposed to. But with Kofi, it literally just comes off as Vince doesn't know what he's doing. And Vince doesn't know who people want to see. I mean, that's... And no, I if, think Vince does know what he's doing. Mm. And he's doing it to piss everybody off. Interesting take. You're running a business, man. You want people to watch your thing. You don't yeah. want to be purposely pissing but people off. We're but, watching. But, yeah, I mean, we're watching it, right? Right. I, I just I think that they're... It's interesting. That, I just think that they're that the angle that they're trying to go with is, is not coming off correctly. Would, would you feel different if they didn't have a very similar angle, like what they're running with Becky Lynch going on with Kofi, where it's like me against the system, you know, trying to, you know get what's been earned by me to, to get to where I need to be into that title shot. Because I'm with Chase on this. I mean, what else am I going to look forward to on next week's SmackDown? <laughs> see, look, there you go. I mean, they, they, I know I'm going to see at least an hour's worth of Kofi Kingston fighting fighting five other guys. I so, guess, man. We can agree to disagree on okay, this. Cause, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. Like, with... I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm just regurgitating the same thing. You no, know, like, of course. Uh, yeah. I, I think the way that they're building it and the dialogue with yeah. with Becky's uh, situation is coming off how it's supposed to. Whereas with Kofi, yeah. it's it's literally just Vince being like, "People like you, but I don't. So you're not getting the shot." And yeah. then Kofi's just like, "Oh." Well. Well, what's going to happen? Like, It's not Kofi being like, no, screw Vince McMahon. I'm going to get my shot, and, and I'm going to be at WrestleMania. It's just Kofi being, huh. You know, to your point, and I completely agree with you on that, it, it, Kofi was very rarely cutting promos until this this uh, Tuesday on SmackDown, where mm-hmm. he actually kind of defended himself, and he did a really good promo, but a lot of it, a lot of the, of the verbal back and forth against Vince McMahon was coming from both Big E and Xavier Woods right. sticking up for Kofi. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I can go either way. But, I mean, I, look, I think you and I and Chase, we can all agree here that the chances of, uh, say, Kofi losing in this gauntlet match and Cesaro going to face <laughs> Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania are very slim. Slim to none. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. We can definitely agree with that. Oh, yeah. uh, moving on. <laughs> the next match, I pegged this next match as what should have 
opened the show yep. because this would have gotten over so big and mm-hmm. it would have been so action packed. But they they didn't give it a lot of time. Uh, they gave it. Uh, this is going to be the revival versus Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. They gave it almost eleven minutes, um, and it was action packed. Yeah, it was a it was a very good match. Absolutely. Um, for what it's worth, um, so this is this is where the real beef of the show is coming in. Uh, I, I would probably rate this here probably about a three three and a half for what it was worth. But uh, again, if it was given more time, I, I would have liked to have seen this hit maybe the fifteen minute mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rather than uh, than what it was, I think it could have been played out a lot better. Yeah, especially with the type of match that it is being a triple threat tag match. That's a lot of guys in the ring all at once, and if you're going to limit that to right at ten minutes or under fifteen minutes or whatever, whatever yeah. it is, that's not a lot of time to shine for any of those guys. You right. know, so um, I think they all looked great in it. The match itself was very good. Yeah, I think so. Um, but to your point, I think it would it it being longer would have definitely done it some justice right. for sure. Uh, a lot of it was Alistair Black and Ricochet clearing out house. Yep. Uh, Alistair Black getting the hot tag and really uh, doing some damage. Um, Ricochet doing some high flying spots, which were, which was great. Uh, there was a, a really, uh, a, I would say it was slightly dangerous, but it kind of came off as sloppy. Uh, Hurricane Rana top rope spot mm, yeah, uh, to was, the outside. That was well, Ricochet totally just fell. Yeah. He just fell. He fell. And Which then, I'm not going to knock that on him because the things I've seen that man do is is, is nuts. But right. unfortunately, he did. He well, did fall there. And and Scott Dawson probably didn't want to you know roll that way, or maybe he was a little bit hesitant. Is like, okay, yeah. I'm going to try and front flip over into these guys. Right. You know, uh, who knows? But it was a good match. And then uh, yeah, they uh, the revival hit the shatter machine on Chad Gable, and that was it. One, two, three. Yep. Um, so the revival came off looking pretty strong. Um, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable did not. No, they looked uh, awful. I wouldn't say <laughs> awful. I, not, are, not, in the, not in the sense of like their them, their ring presence being awful or anything right. like that, but their storyline tag team looked awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they looked fine in yeah. the ring. They weren't they weren't sloppy or anything like that. But in storyline. Not good for I, for them. I, I'm really waiting for this Bobby Roode and Chad Gable team to split, and Chad mm-hmm. Gable, you know, really break out as a big single star. I think he's really got it in him. He's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Not that Bobby Roode doesn't. I, I would rather see Bobby Roode maybe start a feud with Finn Balor, maybe for the Intercontinental Title. That'd be cool. That would be dope. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Chad Gable, maybe throw him also into that Intercontinental Title run in the mid card. I mean, I think he's uh, he's got all the tools that that. It takes yeah. uh, to be a good uh, to be a big star. He, it reminds me a lot of Kurt Angle in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, and then, of course, Alistair Black and Ricochet came off looking really strong. Um, they the following night on Raw, they had a tag match against Rude and Gable, uh, where they uh, went over and they they got their win, a little bit of revenge there. Um, and then the revival came out and attacked Alistair Black and Ricochet after the match. So. Um, for me, all signs are pointing to maybe that being the tag team WrestleMania match for the Raw titles, the Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. Um, I think it would be really cool if uh, uh, they have Aleister Black and Ricochet having both uh, tag team title matches on that weekend. Uh, you'll have them maybe in the finals against War Machine at TakeOver uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Or TakeOver, I think it's like Brooklyn Five. I think that's what they're titling it as. 
or maybe just take over New York City. I don't remember. remember. Whatever. They're gonna they're gonna face the tag team champs in New uh, in NXT, mm-hmm. um, and uh, maybe the next night they'll uh, or at WrestleMania rather they'll have the match uh, against the Revival for the titles. Yeah. So. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I thought that I think that'd be a really cool way to go. Yeah. Uh, especially like I just love that gimmick when when uh, one person or a tag team holds multiple titles. Yeah, uh, just makes them come off looking really, really strong. Yeah, and, and who better to hold both of those titles, in my opinion, than Aleister Black and Ricochet? Right, oh, well, definitely. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna look pretty strong. I mean I will probably preview that match if it comes to pass mm. uh, before then. So I look forward to it. But yeah, I think this is a. I think they're building for a big opportunity week- weekend for Aleister Black and Ricochet. Uh, uh, the next match here uh, would be the Fatal 4 match for the United States Championship. So the champion Samoa Joe retains uh, with defeating Andrade, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio. This was another really good match, and it actually had an identical time uh, to the previous match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both those matches were really good. But uh, yeah, Samoa Joe retains the title here. Um, I believe it was Rey Mysterio who got choked out. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, so, uh, but like I said, Rey got his win back on SmackDown this week. So, nice. who knows? Maybe we'll see a Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe match. Um, Ooh, that's an interesting dynamic. It, I'd be down to it, see that. It would be very interesting. And Samoa Joe's a, a good guy with a, with a good amount of work rate to mm-hmm. to hang with somebody a, a legend of Rey Mysterio's caliber. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so I'd be interested in that, or maybe make it a three with with Andrade. Andrade had a really strong showing in this match too. Man, Andrade needs to be pushed way more than he is. Yeah, the, the talent. Yeah, he's talent man. He, he came in with crazy the good. iron fist. Yeah. yeah. How, how old is he? Uh, he's very very young. Yeah. Um, let me take a look here. Uh, yeah, he's uh he's about twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah, twenty nine. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, you know, just a, a little bit older than myself. Yeah, yeah. M- makes me wonder where our, where my life's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're the man. I, I am wearing the man shirt. No, but you are the man. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it was a solid match. Uh, I'd highly recommend checking it out because all four guys came away looking pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would probably say also within the three and a half to four star range, uh, on that one there, uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of a downer here. Unfortunately, the Boston Hug Connection, yay, yay. defeated Nia Jackson Tamina. Boo, boo. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> little little tidbit: if we ever say Nia Jackson Tamina on Headlock Talk, we're we're probably booing right, right afterwards. On. I'm all for that. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was. Um, it was a match. This was a, a, a cluster explicit word. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a... I, I was not a totally big fan, and I feel like I feel like Bailey and Sasha, and again, I know we're, we've always been really harsh on Nia Jax and Tamina. One would argue rightfully so. I would argue <laughs> rightfully so. Um, but I feel like the Boston Hug connection would work better against maybe a... Uh, another team with a lot higher work rate mm. uh, than Nia Jackson Tamina, but of course, you know Nia Jackson Tamina—they're there because they draw a lot of heat. Uh, yeah, you know, so I can't deny that. I yeah, can't deny that. I mean, I mean, it was a—I mean, it, it was a pretty straightforward win for the Boston Hug Connection. They struggled a little bit, but um, ultimately they came away with the victory. 
Um, interesting spot followed up uh, following there. Um, uh, there was a little bit of interaction between Tamina and uh, Beth Phoenix, who was at ringside. Right. Um, and Beth Phoenix, she she you know hit, hit Tamina with the forearm and you know was trying to go at her, and then uh, Nia Jax comes in and you know just pummels her. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't remember that in, in normal Nia Jax fashion. Yeah, very very cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Natalia came out after that, and then uh, uh, Nia Jax and Tamina squashed uh, everybody, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it is it is what it is, y'all. Which, that led to a very interesting string of tweets from Tamina. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know what to feel about that. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would imagine that maybe they got on her a little bit about that. I would hope she, so. She, she used a particular P word yeah. um, in reference to Natalia having cats. Um, man, you were downplaying it so much. Hey, man, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you guys can check it out on your own. I mean, it's on Tamina's Twitter page. You know, you can get, she hasn't deleted it. She has not deleted it. It's, okay. it's very much there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For, so, for people who aren't aware, I'm just going to lay it out a little bit. Okay. Tamina basically told Natalia... To uh, go play with her, you know, p-word. Yeah, and uh, what? Yeah, I just what? Yeah, I just don't know. Like, like, look, like with this being prime WrestleMania season again, Tamina being anywhere near the WrestleMania card gives me the shivers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what she's angling at to try and start a feud with Natalia or Beth Phoenix or anything. In that realm, yeah, I, I just don't have any interest in it. See, I'd much rather see uh, Boston Hug versus uh, Natalia and Beth Phoenix. But you know, it's it's the Ronda Rousey effect. You know, Ronda Rousey playing real person on wrestling Twitter. You know, and you know, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, because that works so well. Saying for her. everything's fake but me, and Tamina's yeah, just okay. y- y- well. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know, man. It's a crazy world, this internet thing. It's a crazy world. Crazy world. Um, but uh, on a on a much better note, yes. Uh, Daniel Bryan uh, versus Kevin Owens, and then we found out who the third man was. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mustafa Ali, mm-hmm. who um, I pegged a few months back as being the, a guy deserving of a title shot. Yeah. Um, uh, the crowd reception to Mustafa Ali was. Lackluster to say the least. The crowd was really invested in wanting to see Kofi again. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, when you set it up like that, yeah, you know, I mean, it's I, gonna be a triple threat, Kofi. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, I halfway thought that they were gonna still bring out Kofi, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're just yeah. stealing the enjoyment of wanting to watch Kofi fight in that match yeah. away from the crowd, not just him. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I think it would have been a pretty interesting angle to have Kofi come out all beat up and still have to persevere in through the match. Yeah. Um, maybe come really, really close, but, you know, maybe Daniel Bryan still gets the pin over Kevin Owens. Who knows what that, what that would have transpired or what that would have looked like. But uh, Mustafa Ali had a really good showing, though. I think they, they won over the crowd as the match went on. Yeah. Um, uh, it, I mean, it was a good match. It yeah. was a very good match, and the to be honest, the crowd was not a very good one. You know, it, I don't know. Well, you told them that they were going to get Kofi Kingston. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's all they wanted at that point was yeah. they wanted Kofi, and then Mustafa Ali comes out, and they're like, "What?" But even before that, though, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, they they didn't give them much reason to to want to like something. That's true. That's true. Um, so who knows, really? Um, but I really like this match. I, I I still put it in the four star range. It was a lot of good action. Kevin Owens came off looking really strong. Yeah. Uh, some really crazy spots, especially a pop up power bomb uh, that was thrown onto the ring apron. Yeah. Which that looks painful. Looks real bad. Daniel Bryan's chest, man. He's been taking some of the the craziest chops in the world, and I don't think I've seen his chest not red Man, in the past. It looks like he got hit with a buckshot or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, I don't, I don't know. It, it is all sorts of red. Yeah, you it's, know, so it's real bad. Hopefully, he's using some. You know, like, I kind of, I kind of changed my opinion on the Kevin Owens stunner a little bit. Yeah, you like it? He pulls it off. He does. He pulls it off. He does. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm still, I still think that it would have been better to leave it alone, but. Kevin Owen pulls it off, so now, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. Now, if it gets to the point where, like, after he cuts a promo, he stands on the second turnbuckle and like people throw two beers yeah. at him and he crashes the beers and then yeah. swigs them, yeah, that's the cutoff point. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing the line there. Stone Cold Kevin Owen. Stone Cold Kevin Owen. It's, it's not gonna be, a th- or maybe it should be. I don't know, dude. Who knows? I man. hope it's not a thing. But yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it'll be interesting. I don't know. Who knows? But I really liked how he came off, and it was it was a very solid match. Um, Mustafa Ali, like I said, had a really good showing too. There's a few spots where it was like, oh wow, he's you know really performing at a really high level. Yeah. Um, and it was good to see him come back because I know he was out injured for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reason why Kofi is in the position that he's in is because Mustafa Ali got injured. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So did Kofi Kingston do it? No, um, uh, it was just a last-minute change because I think there was a match where Samoa Joe injured Mustafa Ali, and there was a, right before Elimination Chamber. He, he had he had multiple different injuries, like his eye was hurt. You know, there was a lot of different things going on. Yeah, and um, yeah, they just yanked him from the from the Elimination Chamber match and put in Kofi, mm-hmm. uh, and then Kofi oh, just man. they just strapped a rocket to Kofi, and that's where we're at now. Yeah, All right. it's cool, oh, man. Yeah, and, and and maybe some of these uh these this, these weird matches for Kofi it, are is just them trying to shoo him in uh, yeah. to to a storyline that he wasn't going to be in necessarily. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because the the I mean, as soon as the fans took to Kofi, plans changed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's been so passive about like what's going on because like when he was just standing outside of uh, McMahon's office, he was just like whatever. Like, yeah, I've just been out here for an hour, but like he didn't—it didn't seem like it like bothered him, or right? Anything. Right. Mm. And he was even like no to Biggie and the other guy, mm. and I was—I was just like, okay, whatever. You yeah. should be more pissed, dude. He's—he's he's been making you wait for an hour, yeah. And then he just told you he I've been was waiting, waiting outside for an hour. Yeah, I'm waiting out here for an hour. And, and that... see, the, and see, that goes <laughs> on to the point I made when we were talking about the uh, the Kofi match is that Kofi doesn't seem annoyed. About this at all, and that's why the Becky storyline is coming off so much better, right? You know, well, I mean, look, it, you know, the more that we build this here, and the more that Kofi looks to be the next guy, I think I'll be fine with it by the time WrestleMania yeah. season rolls around. Yeah, I just want Kofi to come on top. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Is, yeah, I mean, this is he's it. been going through it. Yeah, he, I mean, he's had a great run and. Like I said, this this to me feels like a mirror image of what Daniel Bryan went through leading up to WrestleMania 30, where it was Daniel Bryan had to go through all these obstacles to finally get to where he was, and then he finally got to WrestleMania, and he fought Triple H for that spot, he beat Triple H for that spot, and then he went and won the titles, which was a beautiful moment. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of Daniel Bryan, the end of this match here with, uh, with uh, him and Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali was crazy. Mustafa Ali was going to uh, uh, do a high spot off the top rope, and Daniel Bryan does a running knee and just hits him right square in the face. So another yeah. co- mid-air collision spot. Mm-hmm. Savage. Uh, savage spot. Look nasty. Yeah, yeah, it did. So that was a real, a real way to end that match. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, the right man won. Obviously, the the real, the, the new Daniel, the Bryan. new Daniel Bryan. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> recycle kids, or else Daniel Bryan's coming after yeah, you. Yeah, he's gonna call you fickle. Yeah. And, and ignorant. Yeah. He's gonna throw hot dogs at you. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe some cabbage. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. And that, like, promo that they made of him saying fickle three times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> fickle. It fickle. was great. It, yeah. It's wonderful. I, I mean, I've said it before. I, I love the new Daniel Bryan. His, he's great. He's amazing. He's just great. Yeah. So we are at the penultimate match of the card. Yep. Uh, this one was with a lot of stakes attached to it here. I called uh, it. Yeah. I called it. Yeah, you absolutely called it here, 100% Steven. called it. I absolutely called it 100% there. <laughs> uh, so this was Becky Lynch defeating Charlotte Flair by disqualification to win her spot in the uh, Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 35. Yep. Um, Becky comes out. She's got the crutch. You know, she gives up the crutch after she enters the ring. This was a solid eight and a half minutes of beat down by Charlotte Flair uh, yep. with, uh, with Becky kind of you know, trying to worm her way out of different situations. Yeah. Intermittently getting, you know, some shots getting in some every now and then, but it, it was pretty one-sided. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we called it. Ronda yep. Rousey runs down to the ring, and it only takes one punch to, you know, Becky Lynch. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, that's it. Disqualification. Becky Lynch is in the match. Now, one could argue that maybe Becky should be more hot-headed about the situation towards maybe both Ronda and the referee and Charlotte. A, a, a true baby face like her would not want a match to end in such a way with the opportunity that's at stake. Maybe she would want the actual legit win. Right. Um, you know, so she kind of came off a little bit flat there, pointing to the WrestleMania sign and saying, well, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you just got clocked in the face by Ronda. Ronda's standing in the other corner with a smirk on her face and Charlotte's in the other corner to that. Yeah. Looking all frumpy. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, and, I can... And pouting about the whole situation. I can see why why Becky would want to win it in that way, but look at the first eight minutes of that match. There was no way you were going to. No, absolutely. Know? Well, and they and they kind of played it off on the following SmackDown, where Becky comes out and she cuts a promo, and I mean her reasoning's pretty good. She says, "Well, I I got so deep into Ronda's head that she came out and, and clocked me and got me my ticket into the yeah. match." Yeah. So I mean, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. You know, but uh, I can understand why people would feel a little bit more critical about. You know, how this played out. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, I mean, it sets up the match that we all knew what was going to happen. And yeah. I'm r- still very much excited about this. They need to heat this match a lot more than what they are right now. Because yeah. I think a lot of the writing's been very convoluted so far. Mm-hmm. We need some real major tension going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, especially if this is going to close the show. Yeah, for sure. Which, I'm assuming it will. I mean, it's down to... It's between that and... Brock and Seth. Yeah. I mean, either one would be fine to put there, but I think with with how huge 
Ronda Rousey is, and, and Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair for that matter, I think it'd, it'd be much better to put it at the end. Yeah. If it goes our way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, the main event, The Shield defeats Baron Corbin, Lashley, and Drew McIntyre uh, in the last ride of The Shield. Yeah. They kept oh, saying man, it. That was great. It, yeah. There you go. It was a great, great, great match. Absolutely. In my opinion. It was very good. Mm-hmm. It was a very well done match. Um, Shield came out in classic Shield riot gear. Yep. Um, you know, they um, did the intro from the crowd. The intro from the crowd brought back memories, man. It was it was a it was very well done. Yeah, the crowd yeah. ate it up. Oh uh, man, yeah. <laughs> they uh, there was all sorts of carnage. Seth jumped off of a balcony at one point. Um, you know, uh, you know there was a there was just Shield bombs all around. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Baron Corbin was the last one standing, and uh, he he ate a giant shield bomb. Uh, Seth Rollins, <laughs> um, uh, towards the end of the match, uh, says, you know, one last effing time. Yeah. Shouted it really loud, yeah. enough to where they had to cut the audio. Yeah. Like, all the audio. All yeah. the audio. They didn't dead. even have time to... Such a good spot, though. It was so good. Yeah. Because, like, he really... He was, he was very fired he up. He was very fired up. And it and it was real, too, to to a certain degree, you know? Like, these guys haven't wrestled as the Shield in a very long time. So, all of that emotion that we were getting from him was real. And oh, yeah. it definitely came off that way, well, too. And and Michael Cole gives it away to you at the very beginning of the match as the Shield are coming out to the ring that uh, the reason why they're saying that this is the last time for the Shield is because Dean Ambrose has not signed his contract. Right. So, they're they're clearly giving it away. For the crowd, uh, they're breaking down that fourth wall again, showing you what the real side of this is. Yeah, which, uh, if tastefully done like they did in this way, I think it's more than acceptable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, everybody had a good uh, showing. I was really uh, buying into Dean Ambrose turning on Roman yeah. at the end of the match, and that did not happen. Mm-hmm. And then they come out on Raw at the very top of the of the show, and they do a little shield farewell. And I was thinking, okay, this has to be it. Yeah. And it did not happen. Oh, man. So I was like, wow, okay, well, I guess they're going to just close it and take a bow. Um, uh, later on in the night, it, uh, they were supposed to have the main event, which was going to be uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Hmm. Yeah. I mean... Baron Corbin's like probably the most overpushed guy on the roster, but hundred percent, you know, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, Roman comes out and um, he's ready for his match, and then out of nowhere, Drew McIntyre comes out mm-hmm. and just lays waste to Roman Reigns, uh, so to the point to where both Seth and Dean come out uh to like help Roman get backstage and like, hey man, you need to see the doctor and you know, need to get checked out. It's okay, man. Don't worry about it. Brother. Yeah, yeah brother. Yeah. You know, you, you you gotta you gotta make sure that you're okay. Yeah. So so um they're they're shown backstage. Um and uh, uh basically Seth walks with Roman into the doctor's office, but Dean turns right back around and just happens to bump into Triple H who is passing by. Mm-hmm and uh, uh convenient dean, yeah convenient <laughs> right uh dean says i want a match with drew mcintyre 
I want it to be no count out, no disqualifications, false count anywhere. Wow. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so it was, for, for about 15 minutes or so, it was a very big brawl all around the arena. Nice. Um, there was a really funny spot where they were at the kind of like the concessions area, and there was like some knocked over popcorn, and Dean was like, like crouched next to... Um, uh, Drew, who is like kind of gathering his wits about him, but Dean like crouches down and grabs some of the popcorn off the floor and starts eating it. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. That's awesome. Um, you know, he made like this weird face to the camera, like he does. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, it was it was a decent enough match, but I feel like the way that they're going here now, uh, Drew completely took him out. Like he like he gave him a claymore kick where like Dean's neck was like in like a guardrail, and so it was almost like he like broke his neck or something Yikes. like that so it looked, it looked very brutal he just he drew just completely destroyed dean ambrose who was trying to do right by his, his his brother roman yeah yeah you know so i don't know if this is how they're officially writing dean off uh or what the deal is um whether or not he's going to re-sign his contract quote unquote is remains to be seen um there is precedent here because they did this back when cm punk was leaving right he, you know, they did the whole pipe bomb thing where CM mm-hmm. Punk was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk out of Chicago with the WWE title. I'm never coming back. He did all those things. And then two weeks later, he comes back yeah. and defends his title. Right? So, I mean, I think it's definitely very possible that Dean Ambrose is going to still re-sign his contract. I mean, I mean. Let everyone believe that he's not. Definitely. I mean, his, his wife's doing commentary. Yeah. You know, I mean. I think I feel as though he probably wanted to spend more time with his actual, you know, wife and family and the, you know the, the people that that he cares about than maybe uh, splintering off and maybe joining AEW or you know doing something else. I mean, yeah, AEW is really the only other alternative yeah. for him at this point. Yeah, I mean, either way it goes, I think that I think Dean's going to be fine. He's going to be great wherever he is. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I, I would like him to resign with WWE. Um, just because the this heel character that he's been doing for the past few months is fantastic. I, I love Dean Ambrose's heel character. I think it's great. And he doesn't even try very hard. And, yeah. it, and it just comes off really, really well. Um, if he goes to AEW, awesome too. There's a lot of great yeah. talent there. And, uh, you know, there will be different writers. He might get some different storylines. I think that would be great too. But I would love to see him stay in WWE. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. No, um, I completely agree with you 100% there. Uh, though, I would be a big fan of if, if Vince could just cut the leash a little bit and kind of give Dean his own kind of personal control over what he's doing. and Because yeah. Dean can probably write a much better script for himself than what Vince can, and others can write for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you just kind of let Dean be Dean, uh, maybe a bit more of an anti-hero, folksy kind of character. Yeah. Uh, folk hero kind of character rather than folksy. I think that's probably the wrong word. Whatever. Whatever. You know, but just let him be kind of like, I'm above being a good guy or a bad guy. I do my own thing. Yeah. Right. I'm me. I'm me. <laughs> yeah. I think the fans would take to that a lot better than something that feels forced by him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that goes for about 90% of the roster. Yeah. I mean, there's probably quite a few people who need to be written by somebody else, but Dean's not one of those guys. Yeah. For so, sure. Um, 
some other things that happen on Raw because I know we've been trying to catch people up on what's going on with Raw and what's going on with SmackDown. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we will be doing little short reviews in the future. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you guys out and, you know, uh, follow along if you're going to watch it on Hulu the next day or whatever. You know, I'll give you some short insight as to our opinions on what's going on there. But um, uh, another big angle that they did on Raw was uh, Triple H and Batista had their facing off with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, they cut really good promos in the ring. Obviously. Uh, and uh, Batista demanded, Triple H, you need to give me what I want. And Triple H is like, I, I, you know, I've, you know, what am I supposed to do? I've handed you the world and everything, right? Like, and then you keep quitting on me. Yeah. I'm not going to give you what you want. And then Batista's like, give me what I want. And they kept doing this back and forth thing. Finally, Batista says what he wants, and he wants a match with Triple H. Uh, so Triple H says, okay, I'll give you what you want, but it's going to be on my terms, and it's going to be a no-holds-barred match at WrestleMania. Ooh. Right on. So that's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, uh, Triple H, I mean, for for all it's worth, I know he's been kind of a bit of a divisive figure, but he always shows up at WrestleMania. And so this is going to be a big match. Yeah, I love Triple H. I love Batista, so I'm excited. Yeah. They, they all, they, <laughs> That'll be a great match. Yeah. They always put on great matches with each other. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more than excited for this. Um, another big announcement on Raw was Kurt Angle will be retiring at WrestleMania. Um, who? Thank you. Yeah. And there's nothing against Kurt Angle. I love Kurt Angle. I, I don't want you to get hurt, my man. Yeah. I don't want you to get hurt. So- and... and and you're going to if you continue. It's the right thing for his health. He's exactly. got he's, he's got he's got little children now. Yeah. He needs to be there as a father, um, and this is the right thing. Um, a lot of rumors circulating about who it's going to be. My big money's on John Cena. Yeah, Kurt Angle was John Cena's first opponent when John Cena hit SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It would only be be fitting if they just don't give it any kind of clue leading up to it. Just hit, just call it Kurt Angle's farewell match. Yeah. Kurt Angle comes to the ring, and he's like, who's it going to be? I'm, I'm ready for anybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The crowd would lose it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that would be great. And, and I am I am sad to see Kurt Angle go, for sure, obviously. But uh, it, like you said, it's the right thing to do. So I'm excited for this match. Yeah. Well, I- any final thoughts on uh, the show or anything else pertaining to... Uh, fast lane or anything that we've seen this week was was that Bobby Lashley promo on fast lane what what Bobby Lashley yeah, promo? I think it was the the, the one the, where he actually talked yeah yeah where he actually spoke yeah, yeah it was because he was right next to uh, uh, Drew McIntyre and, and McIntyre yeah. yeah it was rough I mean he, maybe you need Leo I mean I mean knows? well that's what I've been saying man he just needs somebody who, who can talk for him Oh, uh, well, that's another thing. Leo Rush um, uh, came back and, and helped Bobby Lashley win the IC title again from Finn Balor. Oh, okay, Raw. so they're maybe getting back in cahoots? Oh, I'm sure they're back in cahoots. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, Leo Rush came out to ringside in a, in a hoodie uh, and took the ring bell and started ringing the bell mid-match, and Finn Balor's like, what the hell's going on? And turned around and got smushed by Bobby Lashley. Oh, man. Um, and uh, that was it, the one, two, three. And then, you know, the hood drops, and it's Leo Rush, of course, who uh, helped Bobby Lashley regain his IC title. Hmm. So who knows what's going on there. Yeah, poor Finn Balor. Poor yeah. Finn. Yeah. Speaking of Finn Balor, ladies and gentlemen, it's the, 
the time that you've all been waiting for. Oh, snap. We are going to cover the top portion of the bracket for the Fantasy Warfare 2018-2019 coverage. Uh, last week, we covered the bottom bracket. So, if you uh, haven't checked it out, go ahead and check out our previous episode where we covered the bottom half of the bracket. Um, we, uh, we did see some decent contests here. Um, let's just kind of go over who we had going over last week. Yeah. Um, in last week's matches, we had uh, the Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano. Uh, we went with Johnny Gargano picking up the victory there. Yeah. Uh, that was painful. That it was, was painful for me. It was a hard decision to make. Yeah. But it was the right one. It was the right one. Uh, we had Kenny Omega going over Chris Jericho. Uh, we had uh, Ricochet going over Pete Dunne. And we had Daniel Bryan defeating AJ Styles. So... Uh, so uh, Gargano, Omega, Ricochet, and Brian moved on. Mm-hmm. This week we're covering the top half of the bracket. Uh, so the way that this works, everybody, is uh, we talk about um, the individuals. We talk about uh, who had the better 2018, 2019, just overall, how the actual match itself would play out, strengths, weaknesses, overall history of these uh, competitors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is just... Our opinion, uh, we're not saying anybody's better than anybody else, but you know uh, this is a little, a little bit more of a conversation starter, and uh, you know this is our, our March Madness for the wrestling fans, so to yep. speak. So, without further ado, our first match of the evening. Yes, we have Finn Balor, you know former IC champion. Yeah, versus Alistair Black, who's coming off a pretty big run, huge run. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, this one here, I'm I'm a bit torn. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, because I like both very very much. Yeah. Um, one could argue that if it weren't for somebody like Finn Balor making it and being such a legend, uh, that uh, somebody like Aleister Black couldn't uh, maybe possibly get into WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the patterns that they've had Finn Balor in, for all. I mean, he was almost non-existent for a lot of 2018, yeah. or at least in kind of these meandering feuds. Yeah, and then he finally kind of just helping people out when they get uh, when they get jumped. Yep, you know that that's that was most of Finn Balor's 2018. Yep. Um, I mean, he he had a pretty decent uh, running up through here in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got to face Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was pushed really hard for that match. Pretty decent match, too. Um, he didn't beat Brock, but he got a little bit of a consolation prize uh, in that he won the IC title off of Bobby Lashley. Um, and then he's now dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bit tough for Finn. Yeah. Um, the inverse here, Aleister Black had an amazing 2018. Yeah. Uh, he became um, uh, NXT champion. Mm-hmm. Right? He defeated uh, Andrade Almas. Uh, he um, he defended the title against Ciampa. He had a fantastic match. Yeah. the, the one, one, of on, the, one of the best matches I've seen. I mean, both the matches that he had with Ciampa recently. Yeah. The one on NXT where he lost the title and the one that... That's the one I'm talking about. Ooh, yeah. That one was great. Um, and then uh, he went away for a while. Mm-hmm. He came back. He had a really good match with Johnny Gargano. Uh, and he had another really good match against Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he had some more, another good match as part of uh, Halftime Heat. Oh, man. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, and now he's in a really good partnership with Ricochet. 
going in through uh, all the way through WrestleMania. Yeah. So uh, and potentially two tag team title shots uh, within the span of three days. So, yeah. I mean, I hate to sound one sided here, but I mean, uh, Alistair Black has a really difficult <laughs> uh, resume to stand up against if you're anybody else in this tournament right yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna come right out with it. Uh, I'm going Alistair Black on this one. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, if you guys have listened to the other episodes, Tanner and I are very huge fans of Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, very huge fans of Alistair Black. But I'm going based off the same reason I put uh, Omega versus Jericho. Yeah. We're specifically looking at 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Specifically looking at those years, there is no contest that Alistair Black would would win this one. Yeah. You know, just like the the uh, Omega and Jericho match, mm-hmm. I do think that Jericho would win, but we're going based on 2018, 2019. Right. And, I, and so I had to go with Omega. Yep. Same here. I mean, five years ago, this may have been a different story. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... If, if you're a more traditional wrestler, I don't believe that... Mm, you know, ninety percent of those out there could hang with Finn Balor, right? Uh, Finn Balor is amazingly talented. Uh, he is a legend of, of of the circuit, you know, in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to say that he's not getting the respect he did, not necessarily the respect, but rather the the kind of push he deserves uh, in WWE right now is an understatement. Yeah, I mean, look, hundred percent on his first Raw. He beat Roman Reigns at the t- at the height of Roman Reigns' power, yeah, uh, and earned himself a the first ever Universal Title match shot against Seth Rollins, and then beat Seth Rollins. Yeah, it is a tragedy that he happened to be injured in that match, and that took a lot out of his push. Yeah, right, because they were going to make him the the next guy. Yeah, and and he has all of the talent and ability to be that guy, right, for sure. Um, well. Um, if this played out in real life, um, I, I think that they could match each other for speed and ability, but I think that only goes against Finn Balor in this case, because Aleister Black has not only had a better run in all of 2018 and 2019, but he is actually like a legit kickboxing specialist. Yeah. Like He's got a full-on martial arts background to right. pair with his professional wrestling. Um, and you can tell that in his abilities and the moves that he has, yeah. right? In his, uh, what's the, like, technique, his I guess, technique. his form, yeah. you know? Absolutely, 100%. Um, and I think that the the Black Mass is just such a devastating strike that, I, I mean, anybody who takes that, I mean, it's lights out, it's done. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, I mean, I, I feel like we have no other choice but to go with Aleister Black in this case. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, to be honest, I thought you were going to go with Finn Balor. I really thought so. I I was very close to until this past Raw when Finn dropped the title to, to Lashley. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like, the nail in the coffin I was there. Like, I was like, you know what, man? Like, look, I feel like Aleister Black would beat Lashley if he was in a singles run. Yeah. You know, um, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. So I guess we're we're having Alistair Black move on and uh, in the tournament here he he beats Finn Balor. There we have and there we have the first winner of our top bracket of the top bracket. Yeah. Congratulations, Alistair Black! Absolutely. Uh, the next match 
very interesting as well. We have the man who's main eventing WrestleMania this year against Brock Lesnar, one Mr. Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. uh, against uh, uh, someone who has had uh, an equally interesting year himself uh, for a 2018 and 19, yeah. uh, one Mr. Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he went from headlining shows and being part of of Wrestle Kingdoms and 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 really helping out both New Japan and Ring of Honor and bring them to a level that they've never seen before. Yeah. Um, uh, to now being the vice president of AEW, um, and he himself is going to get a huge uh, slot, I'm sure, in I his mean, own company. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming he'd get a push in his own company. <laughs> uh, you never know. Maybe he might just be like, you know, I'm just going to take jobs. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who no. knows? But, uh, you know, look, both guys have a lot of ability. Yeah. Both guys are probably at the at the height of their powers right now. Um, this would be a very interesting contest. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean I don't I don't know Stephen you you convince me here because I I, I think this could go either way. <laughs> um, okay, I mean. So again, I'll just come right out with it. I'm gonna go Rollins on this one. Yeah, uh, and specifically because look at Rollins 2018 and and 2019. He's got a huge WrestleMania event coming up versus Brock Lesnar, which we're we're all hoping he's gonna be the hero we deserve and finally slay the beast and and uh and uh put Brock Lesnar away for good. Yeah. Um absolutely and and you know with everything happening with the shield recently, uh he he's just been cutting great promos, making great matches, and really making a lot of inroads. And that's <laughs> funny, roads, Cody. <laughs> um <laughs> crossroads if you will. Yeah. Um and Cody on the other hand, you know, obviously extremely talented both in the ring and on the mic um and i'm really excited to see what he does in aew um but me personally i haven't seen much of him until this year Mm. um so maybe that's not quite the uh the convincing that you wanted uh but but for me rollins has proven himself time and time again and it's not that cody has proven himself to not be capable it's just i haven't seen very much from uh, I've I've seen a lot more of Cody than you have. I'm, yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm sure um, he. So I'll present the argument for Cody. Um, you might have to be a tiebreaker here, Chase. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to drag you into this one here. Unfortunately, my friend. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, so Cody had some great matches. He had a great match with Ibushi. Uh, Kota Ibushi, rather, who we'll get mm-hmm. to here in a, in a little bit, yep. um, at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who, who was the... Who did he uh, wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom 13? Uh, that was with Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson, that's right. Yeah, so, okay. so Cody actually, interestingly enough, he had a big year himself. He won the U.S. title off of Juice Robinson at one point. Um, uh, uh, I think it was in one of uh, New Japan's uh, American events, oh, okay. which was great. Um, another big part of Cody this year is his feud with Kenny Omega, right? Uh, and that dragged on for a big part of it. You know, the whole Bullet Club is fine, but the Bullet Club is actually fracturing. Is it was a huge dynamic, and you know, uh, there was a big power struggle between him and him and Kenny, uh, which led to them having a match. Actually, a, a few different matches. Um, it even led to Kenny having to resort to 
uh, uh, reuniting with Kota Ibushi mm. to for to reform the Golden Lovers to actually get you know get past all these things. Yeah, um, there was a I think it was one of the, for the one of the first times ever, if not the first time ever, Cody, Kenny, and Kota Ibushi had a three way match mm. for the IWGP Heavyweight that Championship. That sounds so good. It was actually really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like I said, Cody himself had a couple of really great one-on-one matches with Kenny in both Ring of Honor and in New Japan. In Ring of Honor, he actually won. He actually beat Kenny, which I didn't see coming. Yeah. And then Kenny got his win back uh, at the, the New Japan, I think, G1 uh, show that they were having here in America. So, um, of course, all this leads to All In. Cody uh, uh, wins and gains the NWA title, um, you know, at his own show. Sells out a stadium of, of 10,000. First non-WWE event to do that in 20 years. Yeah, for not even an, an established promotion. Right. You know. And, and now he, they've done it again. They've sold out another a show, 15,000 people. Yeah. Another huge independent event. Um, so... There's a, I mean, there's a lot on Cody's resume, but of course Seth Rollins himself, uh, you know, multi-time Intercontinental t- Champion just this year, yeah, put on a string of awesome performances. He was the workhorse for WWE for the great stretch of this year, which was very lackluster, yeah. And then he got what he deserved and won the Royal Rumble, and now he's going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 35. So. <sighs> I mean, look, if this was about what goes on outside the ring, I would have Cody doing this hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. For sure. But because we're talking about an actual athletic, potential athletic contest here between the two men, I'm also going with Seth Rollins. Um, And I I, I think that even Cody, as a booker, uh, someone who would book a show like this, I don't think he would disagree necessarily with that, that outcome. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so I guess we're, we're going with Rollins. Going with Rollins. All right. Yeah. Going with Rollins. Chase, you on board with that? Oh yeah. I mean, I've well, I've only seen Rollins more than Cody. So okay. Gotcha. That's just who I was gonna say. For but, sure. Because that's I've just seen more of him. Yeah. And his his matches are fun to watch. Yes. So. Absolutely. Hundred yeah. percent agree with you on that, there, Chase. Alrighty. Well, congratulations, Seth Rollins. Congratulations, Seth. So Seth is going to be facing Aleister Black um, in the quarters. Yep. That's going to be a hell of a match. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, let me see. Is it the quarters or is it the semis? Uh, those would be the quarters, I believe. I don't want to mess with this because it's going to mess it up. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I believe it's the quarters. Let's see. <laughs> Let's just double check it here. Yes, the quarters. Yeah. Yeah. So, Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins in the quarters. Um, we've got two more matches here, ladies and gentlemen. Two huge breakout stars. Uh, Will Ospreay. Versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I mean, what's what's what can be said about Tommaso Ciampa that hasn't already been said by both of us on countless on multiple episodes <laughs> occasions? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I have to go with Ciampa, man. Will Ospreay, he's fantastic, and, and his ring work is really, really good. Um, just from the little uh, amount of matches that I've seen from maybe like two or three, uh, just from ones that you've showed me. Um, but again, Chompa man, he, he just continuously goes out and puts on classics time and 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 time again. Yeah. And, uh, Chompa is one of those wrestlers where I feel like his, 
his bar is a lot higher than than most people's. Like Champa's worst is better than a lot of people's best. Yeah, honestly. And you okay. know, not to take anything away from Will Osprey because he wouldn't be on this list if we didn't you know respect his in ring talent and and everything like that. But man, if you're no, if, I mean that's that's completely fair. If you're putting anyone. If you're putting Will Ospreay up against Ciampa, I'm going to have to say Ciampa. I, I will attest to this. I mean, I've seen a lot of Will Ospreay. I've seen a lot of him in New Japan recently. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of him in Progress. I know you show me a little bit of the Progress. Yeah, he he's probably one of the, the landmark guys in Progress. Probably one of the one of the founding fathers, I would say, um, that, that made Progress what it is today. Um, I, it's tough because Will Ospreay does put in great performances night in, night out, right? Um, but if we're looking at push for push, when both guys had great years, Tommaso Ciampa, I mean, he had, he, he's probably the number one heel in the, in the entire industry. I'm talking Japan, yeah. America, Mexico. I completely agree with that. UK, everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what's tough is Tommaso Ciampa's recent injury. Yeah. And how much does that damage him? Right. Um, I, me personally, I don't think a lot. You yeah. know, I mean, I think that his 2018 up to now, where he's gotten injured, is strong enough yeah. to definitely outweigh it here because he. Was, I mean, it speaks for itself. You know, he became the main reason why you watch NXT. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Heyman even said as much himself that you know, uh, you know, it's outstanding that NXT grew such an amazing talent and nerd and, and, and got such an amazing talent like Tommaso Ciampa in the position that he's in. Yeah. You know, and got people really watching that part of the product. Um, and he's great heel, amazing matches with Johnny Gargano, amazing match with Velveteen Dream, yeah. amazing match with Alistair Black. Uh, I mean, yeah. everything he Not touched. to mention of, of all of his, his DIY uh, reoccurrences that, yep. that have been going on. 100%. I mean, everything he touches is goldy. Yeah. Ah, good one. Good one. Um, so, I mean, uh, here's what I'll say about Osprey, and this is no slack to him because he has he had a great match against Kota Ibushi. Uh, he had a great run in the juniors division in uh, New Japan. He has had countless number of, 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 of solid matches in progress as well. Um, but I will I will argue for him. His 2019 up through 2020 is going to be a whole hell of a lot bigger than most people's runs all this year. Yeah, uh, there's going. I mean, he's in uh, the New Japan Cup right now. He's doing very very well. He um, he beat Kota Ibushi for the Never Open Weight Title. Um, he has um, uh, a potentially a huge match. He had a huge match against Jay White, and potentially he's going to. Uh, Potentially, just saying, win that next New Japan tournament and go on to face Jay White again. Not 100%, but hey, he's in there. He's in the mix. It's a very strong possibility at this point. Um, so, hit, like a year from now when we do this tournament again, Will Ospreay is definitely going to be somebody to watch out for. Yeah. But this year, Tommaso Ciampa, with, with the title that he's had, with getting called up to the main roster with just the rivalries and the stories that he tells. I mean, he's he's an, not only is he my pick to advance here, I think he's a favorite to win the whole bracket. I so, can, I mean, I uh I agree with all of that. 
Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I I made my impassioned argument for the evening, so yeah. we'll go over. I, I guess is it is it anonymous? Uh, anonymous. It is anonymous. It's anonymous. Yeah, but it's also unanimous. Yeah, we're, 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 we're. I guess we're we're gonna we're gonna bring uh, we're gonna uh, put Tomas Champa up uh, into the next round. Yeah. Uh, so uh, commiserations, Will Osprey. We will see you again next year because I know you're gonna put out more classics this year, and we can't wait to see you again in next year's tournament. Um, we're gonna close the night here with what is on paper most people's pick to win the New Japan tournament, or to, to, to be in the finals of the New Japan uh, Cup tournament this year. And one side of the ring, the Rainmaker, Kazusuke Okada. On the other side, Kota Ibushi, the Golden Star of Japan. Mm. This would be an amazing match, just out of both men's sheer ability and yeah. willingness to tell a story. Um, I, I, I so just to kind of break it down because I know both of y'all uh, maybe don't watch near uh, as much New Japan as I do, mm-hmm. but Okada just wrapped up probably the single greatest title run in Japanese history. He beat all comers for eighteen months. Whew. Yeah, Man. huge title Man. run. Uh, that, better than Brock. Bet way better than Brock. I mean, considering Brock only defended the title, what, maybe four or five times? Dude, I want, I'm sorry to, like, jump. No, no, please. Like, this is your I show, want, too. I want Ciampa to fight Brock for the title. Oh, put him away? And put him away. Oh, yeah. man. That'd be and great. then have him keep the title for forever and do <laughs> do multiple matches. Yes. Way more than Brock. Oh yeah, that well, would be way more I can't say I disagree with you. That would be fantastic. That would be so entertaining. Yeah, it it it, it would be hilarious if at WrestleMania Tommaso Ciampa jumps the the guardrail wearing a neck brace and just <laughs> get, has a chair and just smashes the crap out of Brock oh, while the refs man. down. That'd be great. Yeah, it would be beautiful. And then, you know, and then maybe he does like these backstage segments with Seth going like, "Hey, you know, you owe me one," and just have that keep going on for months. There and you then, go. And then Seth. And Champa have a match when he's all set. It could happen. It could happen. <laughs> man, we should be writers, y'all. Dude, I'm set. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> if if only we were Vince. Yeah. If only we were Vince. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be. Uh, dude, he. Dude, I was watching SmackDown. Uh huh. Vince's eyes are like so far in the back of his head. It looks like he's been like just doing nothing but writing and working out until five in the morning. Yeah. And then getting maybe an hour of sleep. Yeah. He's, he's looking a little uh looking rough. A little rough. Yeah. But he but he has some of the finest tie selection. Oh yeah. That that, <laughs> that money can buy. Nice suits that man. Nice for suits. Sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Probably pretty padded. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. We, I mean we're 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 tangenting of course here. <laughs> but um Yeah, sorry to distract. No, no, <laughs> absolutely no. Um oh, wait, I will share some breaking news. We have officially hit a hundred followers on Twitter, so thank you guys. Uh, for your support, thank you, everyone. Please continue to listen and, and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear back for, from you all and have feedback. And of course, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to you know write us at headlocktalk at gmail dot com. Again, it's headlocktalk at gmail dot com. We want to answer your questions and hear from you, the listener. But back to this match. Yes. So Okada had probably the one of the finest runs in all of New Japan history. Faced all comers. I mean, I'll go over the list. Kenny Omega. Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Tanahashi, 
Yeah. Naito. Even just those four right there are huge. I mean, the big. Yeah. Big competitors. You know. Um, wow, and Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. He's one that I... He was so close to getting to this tournament here. And you know what? Um, next year, I mean, I'm definitely thinking about expanding the brackets more. But to me, you know, depending on what his next year looks like, I mean, dude, he's definitely still a viable candidate to make it to next year's Fantasy Warfare tournament. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Okada had an awesome run. Um, the man on the other side of the corner, Kota Ibushi, had also a very, very strong run. Teamed back up with Kenny Omega, won the Never Open Weight title. You know, uh, had put in some strong performances, uh, defended excellently against Kota Ibushi. He's signed officially, probably his first contract that he's ever signed. He's only been on really handshake agreements mm. uh, when he's worked in other places, um, uh, particularly New Japan. And now he's going to get a, the absolute push of a lifetime, and he's probably in line to maybe being, uh, if not the next IWGP Heavyweight Champion, then very, very soon he will become champion. A lot of people speculated that he was going to go to AEW, but he, he did sign pen to paper with New Japan, so he's there for the long term right now. How long is that contract? I believe two to three years, okay. depending on you know what options that he has. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, I mean, New Japan needs stars, and who bigger than the golden star of New Japan? Yeah. Um, I see us being a very, very good match. They've had one match before that I've seen, where Okada came out on top, obviously, him being the dominant champion. Um, he would have to contest with Okada's speed and ability, or, uh, I'm sorry, Ibushi's speed and ability. Right. Um, which, I mean, Kota, uh, Kota Ibushi is near suicidal when it comes to, you know, what he's willing to put himself and others through in order to get the victory. Right. Um, I mean, it's, it's really a toss-up here. So tell me this from the from the matches that you've seen with one or the other or both. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, where where would you see this going? I mean, I personally would probably see Okada going away with this, uh, just because with Okada he has a really really cool style to his wrestling, yeah, and very very hard hitting, very brutal. He and reminds me a lot of Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Very methodical and, uh, yeah. Methodical. He's a uh, kind of a, uh, a bit of a, pro- a wrestling prodigy, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. No, I-, I would definitely have to give it to Okada, uh, specifically just because of what, what I've seen from him. Uh, he has a very, like, I'm going to do this no matter what kind of attitude and, and kind of wrestling style. And uh, kind of just does whatever needs to be done. It, just from what I've seen from him, so I would have to go with Okada. Yeah, no, I uh, I 100% uh, am on board with that. I think it would be very, very close between these two, just like it always has been in the past. Yeah, the storytelling by these guys is on on point. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, and I think Ibushi is the same kind of case as Osprey, and that Ibushi's 2019 and 2020 are going to be much bigger yeah, than yeah. his 2018 and 2019. Uh, so yeah, Okada. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm on board with that. Jace, Jace. I have no idea who either of those people are. Fair enough. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll watch we'll watch one of their matches after we uh, stop the recording here. Yeah. But uh, just to uh, just to kind of fill everybody in on where we are at now, 
with uh, Okada moving on to the next round. We have some amazing matchups here for the quarters. Oh man, this is gonna be way harder. <laughs> this is gonna be way harder, Stephen. We've we've really outdone ourselves here. So in the quarters, we have Alistair Black facing Seth Rollins. Oh man, that's gonna be great. We have Tommaso Ciampa versus Kazuchika Okada. Oh, <laughs> here's my favorite. Okay, Here, here's my favorite. Uh-huh. Johnny Gargano uh-huh. versus Kenny Omega. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Look, like that's 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 a dream match of dream matches for me personally. Uh, and then, of course, rounding out. Uh, the quarters we have uh, Ricochet and Daniel Bryan, which in and of itself is gonna be would be another great match. So uh, Stephen, we got a lot of homework to do. Uh, we got to we got to watch a lot of wrestling now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stephen looks That's, like he's almost in pain. I want to... all of them to win. Yeah. No, I I agree a hundred percent, sir. But there can only be one. So we leave you with that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for tuning into another episode of Headlock Talk. Uh, Chase, it was wonderful having you on the show. Will we see you again next time? Maybe next time, yeah. Maybe next this time. This is pretty fun. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me on here. Yeah, well, of course. Anytime, of course. sir. Anytime. Yeah, well, Stephen, you have anything you want to leave our listeners with? This is going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult. But you know what? Difficult. If anybody can do it, it's headlock talk. I think so. I, th- I think so. I think so. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, again, my name's Tanner. To my left here, the one and only, Stephen. Hello. Hello. Or goodbye. Goodbye. And of course, to my right here, the man of the hour, the man with the power, Chase. Later. (laughs) Have a good night, guys. Follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button on our iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher accounts. And also check it out, check us out on YouTube for yep. our knockout series pages. YouTube.com slash headlock talk. YouTube.com slash headlock talk. So again, check us out. We hope to hear from you again soon. Take care, everybody. Later, y'all. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Discovery Plus has what you're hungry for with new original series and a supersized collection of favorites. It's the largest collection of food shows anywhere, all for only $4.99. Discovery Plus, the streaming home of food, plus so much more. Start your free trial.